Hi, thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Minded Podcast, and I am Pastor Shane Blackledge, the lead pastor of Cultivate Church. I'm so glad that you're watching this podcast with me today. I have an amazing Hi. guest speaker. She's a songwriter, singer, and speaker. Her name is Kimberly Ward, and she is from North Carolina, and she's going to come on here and share her testimony with you. But before we yeah. do that, I just want you to know that uh, a little bit about my background, if you're watching this for the very first time, um, uh, a little bit about me is that I'm Chinese American. My parents got divorced when I was five years old. Um, I grew up with racial trauma, um, child abuse uh, trauma. Um, and then I started uh, early drug addiction, started smoking cigarettes when I was eight, uh, drinking when I was nine, 10, um, doing bad things, breaking the law going in and out of detention centers, youth shelters, um, caught a lot of cases as a juvenile. And then ultimately, um, at the age of uh, 13, I joined a gang, um, started gangbanging in the streets. I grew up very poor in a lot of poverty in a very broken uh, neighborhood. And from there, I went to Blackhawk County Jail at the age of 17. I was faced with 30 years in prison. And that's where I met Jesus. I met Jesus in jail. And my life's never been the same. I went on to do prison time, got out, went back to prison. Overall, I did five times in prison in over six years because I kept relaxing, re, uh, relapsing from a drug addiction that just kept pulling me back into the streets until I ultimately almost died, uh, was in a coma, and miraculously, God saved my life. And wow. That day I woke up with uh, on life support with tubes and IVs in me, and I knew that God saved my life. There have been many, many, many near-death experiences, many car accidents, many overdoses, many things, but I knew that this was different. And I asked God, and I said, God, I promise you, if you take this meth addiction away from me, I will surrender my life to you. I will oh, wow. give you everything. And he took it from me immediately, right then and that day. Into this day, I'm Amen. still clean. I have been clean and sober for 16 years. Praise the Lord. And I've dedicated my life to serving Jesus, Amen. helping people overcome hurts, habits, and hangups. I have a long Amen. history serving and celebrate recovery. I do prison ministry, going into the prison every week. And I also do this podcast, um, Kingdom Minded. This is a place where you'll hear powerful testimonies and biblical truths. Um, mm -hmm. Here you'll learn teachings about the Bible um, and the truth. And so I'm hoping that you're blessed by this podcast today. So with that in mind, I will go ahead and let our guest speaker, Kim, introduce herself. Hello. Hi. Good evening. I'm Kimberly Ward. I actually grew up in Wilson, North Carolina, so that's about an hour from Raleigh. That's right in the middle of the state, and I'm a country girl. I love the outdoors and just anything outdoors, anything like bike riding, water. <clears throat> and I uh, didn't plan on saying it like this, but above everything I like, of course, I like music. Um, I love the Lord. God's been very good to me. I don't have a story, probably nothing like Shane. But, um, and I was blessed to have good Christian parents and they're still married, which in the day and age we live in, that's like almost a miracle because it just seems like the divorce rate's very high. And I'm, and I'm actually a divorced woman, Christian lady, and I'll not get into my story for that part right now. But anyway, a lot of things in my childhood and um, teenage years and early twenties were really good. I would say nothing traumatic that all happened um, I would say late 20s, early 30s. So, but uh, I'm very blessed because it does seem like some people had a very hard childhood. I met a lot of women, a lot, and some are Christians and some are not. And things they share, of course, like abuse that goes on a lot, which is not something we need to accept, but it's a reality. Uh, and matter of fact, so I had abuse that I overcame. I'll just go ahead and throw that out there. That was as an adult, not a child. And um, I did go to college, and I'm very grateful for Bible college. My parents really, um, I might say forced me, but they really emphasize a big emphasis on you need to go to Bible college. 
And that's not where I graduated, but I did go three years and stayed out some to work and things like that. And yeah, I'm a little bit nervous because I haven't shared a whole lot um, in a while about my testimony, except for some things in Knoxville, Tennessee, back in September. I don't know if we're going to get into that tonight, but um, I got to share real part of my life with some women I met and they were, um, well, they were definitely homeless. And, and I have met numerous, numerous women and men on the street in the last three years in my music and ministry career. Um, yeah, a lot's happened with people I've met. I'm able to share my testimony and, and God's been really good to me. And I've been writing songs now about seven and a half years. And there's just a whole lot I could say, but I'm just glad to be a Christian. I'm glad that God has set me free from a lot of things. There's some things I'm still working on, and I'll just throw this out there. I'm, I am recovering from nothing like drugs, not that, but panic attacks, anxiety, very, very high anxiety. Not just, oh, I have anxiety. I mean, like serious, um, very serious things that happened the last seven, eight years. Wow. So. Yeah. Um, you know, what I've realized is that everybody has a story and it might not be as dramatic as mine or, you know, with the, you know, gangs and drugs and, and going to prison and stuff. But um, everybody has yeah. experienced pain and um, everybody's experienced trauma on, and, and on some level, whether it's childhood trauma to adult relationship trauma. Um, there's there's a lot of pain mm -hmm. and we just got to find the way to navigate through that pain and, and, and look at the perspective and the lens of, you know, what can this teach me? Because we can't change what happened to us. We can't change right, exactly. the experience that we went through there. We can't go back and relive the past because it's in the past mm -hmm. it's over with. But what we don't want to do is allow the past to continue hurting us today mm -hmm. you know uh we need to be um, focused on the present today you know in recovery mm -hmm. we talk about not worrying about the future and what that holds and it's also true mm -hmm. in the bible in jesus Amen. we talked about anxiety and he actually mm -hmm. said come to me all who labor and mm -hmm. are heavy laden Amen. and i will give you rest that is in matthew chapter eleven twenty eight. And he's telling you that when you have anxiety, when you have these problems that maybe are out of your control, that you really can't do anything about it, um, he can. He can take your burdens um, and he can take your problems. Amen. He can give you rest, but he he's the ultimate peacemaker. He can give you peace. Yeah. So Kimberly... Um, in your past of dealing with the uh, mental illness that you've experienced and stuff, um, mm -hmm. how are you able to overcome such a thing as panic attacks? I know because I experienced mm -hmm. high level anxiety and panic attacks after um, I got off the drugs. It is a very commonly mm -hmm. known fact that when you have a chemical dependency like me with uh, meth and cocaine and all the other drugs that I was putting in my body that, um, your brain right. is chemically imbalanced. And for at least a year or two, I had drug-induced mental illness um, where I had um, depression and I had anxiety. Um, <clears throat> and I had like these, this, this bipolar mood where I would go up yeah. and down and up and down. And it was a difficult season for me to go through that. But I will say that the Lord did heal me from mental illness um, I don't have to take any pills today for anxiety or de depression, yeah. but how did you overcome such a powerful um, and uh, mental illness like that? Okay. <clears throat> As I'm sitting here thinking, there's a whole lot of ways that could take a whole session, but I'll just have to hit the highlights. So um, I'm going to say self-talk. I literally not just oh I think it I'm gonna speak it like I'm going to get better you're going to be okay um I'm gonna go ahead and tell you on the air right now not one doctor therapist anybody or even pastoral counseling uh, no one has 
officially like um you know they're they're not really going to take the time to actually tell you like the, the the things you really need to do to get better. They're going to say here's some medicine. Um, go to your therapist, go walking, get outdoors, and go exercise. Okay, that's what people should do who aren't even having anxiety. <laughs> I mean, this really started bad back in 2016, but I would say really officially 2018 and 2019, but. Um, I'll, I'm going to go and throw this out there. One of the things that um, even today, I, I'm very strong Christian. So if I need to pray in my car, I certainly do. I've stopped by the road before and I certainly pray for my children. But I was getting ready to say about being in bondage and not allowing this to overtake my life, not to not allow this to consume me. Mm. Very determined person. I was before all this happened as far as music and God and studies and went to college and all that. So I've, I've had to, let me put it like this. I've had to actually work on myself like it's a full-time job. And, and no one said that to me. It's what the Holy Spirit showed me. Mm. Um, Stephen Furtick, you probably know of him. A lot of people know of his preaching. It's been years ago. And all I did was hear one or two quick sermons um, about, I don't know, six years ago. I remember it very well. He was saying, fix your focus. And that's before a lot of stuff really happened to me. I mean, that really happened. Um, but one of the things that happened was being abandoned by daughter's father. But but it wasn't just like, oh, he got up and walked off. There's a whole story. But anyway, so before he left, I had actually heard that sermon that year. And then throughout um, a year or two, as time went on, the Lord showed me and, and this is where I'm going to get into spiritual with the physical and mental kind of all combined. The focus, the focus, to focus. There we go. I was saying the focus to focus. Um, and not like, you know, going to some type of therapy station where. Well, that's a whole nother ballgame because I have gone to therapy with a trauma therapist. That's not what I, knew. I didn't know she was trained to do that. Uh, we would work on breathing techniques. I can just tell you a lot of things, but I'm trying to keep it mostly spiritual because out of everything that's happened to me, which has been spiritual, emotional, uh, mental, and physical, and I'm going to say financial, even though financial is not physical, financial can cause some physical. It did for me and people I met too. Okay, so let me breathe now. So all this gets combined where it's a high, high level of stress. And I just can't begin to even think about it because it's stressful to think too much on something. But that is the key point to focus on. I'm, I'm going to list some things if you don't mind. Uh, well, number one, I'm going to say is God. For even someone who doesn't know God, I do feel very bad for them because it's it's hard enough to go through what I just did being a, a Christian who reads my Bible. I cannot imagine, and it would be, I hate to say this word, but like a nightmare, a worse nightmare than what I've gone through to not know the Lord, to not know Bible verses and principles. And, and, um, cause I know what they'd be doing, which is sad unless they're hurting themselves or needles or something, they're going to be doing drugs or going to do something. So, um, I'm going to breathe now. So I'm not nervous, really. I'm just excited. I have a lot to say. And we can, you know, do bits and pieces. But the focusing is really important because I'm going to bring in some spiritual things here. Um, being a restless and restlessness, you know what that is. And it's yeah. really not funny. Actually, it's horrible because um, when I was younger or a teenager, I, I've actually seen women who would shake some. And um, I mean, all the time, not just like that moment. And that was me some, I didn't know it until, you know, maybe during the panic attack or, or someone's got me real upset in a courthouse or wherever I am and I'm actually shaking. So when I say focusing, I mean, it's like you have to literally, and I have closed my eyes in public. Yes, it's usually my car or the bathroom or the house. When I just close my eyes and like, immediately get in a prayer time and focus on the Lord. Amen. I feel God right now sharing this. Thank you, God. Mm. 
That's I've been so a good. Christian about 22 years. I'll go ahead and say that while I'm, if God has me to say things, if not, I won't say them. But anyway, as I focus on the Lord and his goodness, and no matter what, if people have said things to me, which happens all the time, yeah. either something about my children or something about me, or like today, someone said, you have legal issues. I'm just like, okay. And, that, and that's a whole nother thing. I did have some legal things happen with ex-husband and just, I'm going, oh God, it was so many things happening. It was like fiery darts going on. Mm. And you can cut me off if you need to. I'm just trying to get a big picture here of a whole lot of stressors. It wasn't just, oh, hey, I lost a job and my husband left and we're going to move. Oh, no, no. That was only a couple things. Uh, being abandoned is a terrible feeling. And um, I know he actually didn't come back. So there was a lot of stuff he left. And I won't get into that right now. But there's just a whole lot of things that happened. In a short amount of time. Um, and like my parents had a house fire. It wasn't just about abandonment. It was a lot of things happened in less than two years. If it weren't for. And I'm going to get into some details now. If it weren't for the grace of God. Knowing Bible principles. Um, on my own. I'd have to breathe. And I <laughs> breathe. And yes, the trauma therapist counselor would help me later on. We went into the breathing. I'll go ahead and tell you one now because I'm not worked up. I'm just going to do it in case someone wants to know what I mean. Yeah. Besides, I'm going to stop and breathe. Like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. I don't know what it is unless it's something psychological to actually be counting backwards. And I'm telling you, I've been doing this a lot, even recently, like last week, if I need to. And I mean, people don't know if I'm counting. I'm walking out of door like, okay, God, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. I'm really upset right now. And by the time I'm done with the count, I've already got time to breathe, to think, to focus on what's going on. This is good stuff. You know, and the reason the focusing, why it's good is because it's worked for you. And if it works for you, it'll work for somebody else. So um, I can I can resonate with so many bad things happening mm. in such a short amount of time. It's yes. like, I don't even know how to breathe in this moment and stress. It, it, it's Is so it, hurt? it starts crawling the chest. Like it, it physically can make you sick. Stress. Yes, I have it, been stomach physically. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And it's like, when we're crushed, we can go to God. Um, it makes me think of a verse, um, like you said, like you knew the Bible, you knew Bible principles. And um, if you're listening and you don't know the Bible that well, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, get a Bible and right. start, start reading it more. and start yeah. highlighting and underlining mm-hmm. scriptures that speak to you. One of them that has spoken to me for years is Second mm. Corinthians 12, 9. And it says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. And it's Amen. Like, the Lord is with I us. Love that um, I'm going to do one more because these are scriptures that you need to hold on to and you don't ever let these mm-hmm. ones go. You store these in your heart. You mm-hmm. store them, you memorize them and you hold on to these promises. But the Bible says in Psalm 147.3, that he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. And I know everyone listening today, myself included and Kimberly, we Mm -hmm. have wounds, right? And we have allowed God to heal those wounds and they turn into scars. They're not Mm -hmm. open wounds anymore, but maybe you're listening and you have some wounds that are still bleeding. You got to let Jesus in so that he can be the physician and he can close those wounds so that you can just live with the scars. But you don't have to relive the past every day. You have to learn to get past the past. Amen. Let it go. Give it to him and focus. I love what she said about focus. You have to focus on what's at hand today. Focus mm-hmm. on yourself. Focus on self-care. Focus on love. Yes, Maybe self-care. Yeah, that's right. Relationship. And 
your relationship, you spent all your energy mm-hmm. focusing on them when you need to focus on you, mm-hmm. yourself. Um, I've seen that so many times where people are trapped in toxic relationships and all your energy and time is focused <laughs> exactly. on the person and not mm-hmm. focused on you. And, and even, and, and there was a time in my life where I was in a toxic relationship and I didn't oh, even wow. focus on my own child. I focused on the my partner and that wasn't mm-hmm. right either. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Can I say a few things with that? I've already thought of several, but I want to go to a Bible verse too, which is Psalm 37, which really the whole chapter. This, this, specifically the verse that says, rest in the Lord. Okay. Um, I should know the whole verse by now. Anyway, I used to meditate it quite a bit. And I don't mean I just looked at it once a day or once a week. I mean, I looked at it several times a day. And I mean, the whole passage, really, not just one verse. But but in right in the middle of Psalm 37, it says, rest in the Lord. I don't know how many times the Bible does say to rest, but it must be there for a reason. And I don't mean just go to sleep. It means to be still. Mm. Um, but spiritually speaking, that's a whole, you know, we could go there for hours. At least I could, like you said, Bible verses, um, and speaking into myself and speaking life, like you're going to be okay. And the breathing, now the breathing stuff, I just kind of had to do in my own, but now that a few, um, well, I mean, I'm not going to hide it. I've seen, I don't know, six or seven counselors in five years, which sounds like a lot, I changed them for a few reasons. And one of them was just like a pastor and his wife for like three, you know, two months. It wasn't like a whole year. Um, As a matter of fact, it was a Christian camp on the other side of Raleigh, North Carolina. That's part of my trauma story as I was really going through it. And yeah, I may end up talking about escaping at some time. I don't mean escaping jail or prison. I mean, escaping your life. And really what I was doing, to come to think of it now, from the last few years, I was just trying to escape the trauma. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, maybe if I just left this city or this area or, oh, hey, I'm driving by that hospital. I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to rested in the Lord. So that's one of the the main verses I read back in 2018 and 2019. There's a lot of verses, but that's one of them. And I started applying Bible principles that I knew from a child, but especially Bible college. So I went to a good, wonderful Bible college where we didn't just learn a couple of scriptures. Oh, I mean, we had to write out out a whole passage of scripture. could be eight verses. Mm. Um, And that was in Bible doctrines. (laughs) Excuse me, I have allergies. I'm not sick. Uh, But um, I was going to say John 8, 36. I'm getting ready to head to that verse. That's not really about resting, but the next principle of biblical one I want to bring up, I'm sure you're going to agree, is having freedom. Mm. Um, I wasn't really thinking that in 2018, 2019, and 2020. What I was thinking, I can remember quite a bit of what I was thinking. I want to, um, I want mess to be over with. I need to move on. And I'm going to be real honest and blunt for anyone who might want to know where it's going to help you. I didn't always like it. People like, oh, just let that go and just move on. It's like, really, I didn't need one more person to tell me that. Mm. Okay. And I'm not trying to be funny or or down scriptures or down what people say or doctors or therapists. It got to be too much and overwhelming because that's one of the trauma things. I'm going to point to your brain, your mind. If too many people are starting to say too much, it is very overwhelming. And I'll go ahead and lead you to the next thing besides freedom and resting. I cannot even now as much as, as my ability, I don't want to handle a lot in one day. I mean, multitasking was what I did early in my twenties and some jobs and receptionist and worked at a school. I've had a lot of jobs where I had a lot of multitasking. That's not something I want to do a lot now. Yeah. And I mean, let me give you an example. I don't want to do a lot when I'm driving because there's enough going on on the road like today. So I will on purpose all the time get off on an exit if I need to, to. And this is really now not just because of the driving and the road rage. Like I cannot handle some stuff on the highway. I'm going to get off on the exit. 
I'm going to pray. I'm going to calm down. <laughs> you know, just things like that where people are not really thinking like they got to take a break. But um, it's a lot of resting. Okay, so I said focusing. Now, I didn't plan to say all this. I'm just sharing what God's having me say, of course. Um, focusing, yeah. the breathing, uh, rest in the Lord. There's verses all in the scriptures on that. I mean, be still and know that I'm God. Yeah. Um, the freedom word, I could go on and on about that because I've really realized since 2021 until last year and this year, that's it. That's the main thing that needs to happen. I need to get free. I need to get free in my mind, um, get stuff decluttered from. Let me give you the best example of everything that's happened. What went wrong? Where? I mean, I've actually said that, I think, to some counselor. It kind of to pinpoint what happened first would be a lot. I, I don't mind going and sharing. Um, my son's dad has schizophrenia. Okay, so I was married to him 10 years. And again, get to all that in this session, be another time, another place, but I can actually relate, understand, and sympathize with someone who's either bipolar, schizophrenia, or any type of, um, I hate to say illness, I'm going to say diagnosis. Okay. And so to this day, and I don't really mind sharing this part, and I'm going to move on, let you talk, uh, feeling trapped. Now, some people may think that because of drugs or maybe they were abandoned or they're alone. Uh, mine wasn't really, mine is like trapped like in a mental crisis. I know what it's like to go through someone from start to finish and police are there and just all kind of stuff I won't get into right now. Don't worry. It's, it's very stressful. It's very overwhelming. And it was traumatic. And this is before... Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it like this. This is before I even knew what was going on, except maybe something spiritual and maybe he ate some food and something happened. Is I married, is it, what am I going to say his name? I married him when I was 24 years old and we met through pastors and things like that. And we were church and all, just, you don't know what's behind closed doors with someone in their life. You don't know what their real struggle is. Yeah. So. I'm going to breathe now. There's a lot of stuff I could go either way, but. I will say this, that uh, things of our past, um, we have to look in the good in them. Now, even, even the bad things that happen, like you know, me being in prison at such a young age, you know, why was I in there for so long? I remember asking God um, at times while I was there, like, God, why am I here? Why am I doing all this time? Why am I spending years of my life incarcerated away from my family, away from my loved ones? Oh. But I didn't focus on the negative. I focused on the positive. Okay. I knew that he was teaching me mm. something. And a verse that really explains that is Romans 8, 28. And we know that Amen. in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, <clears throat> who have been called according to his purpose. And I knew that God had called me to live a different life, that he accepted me um, as his child. I knew that I was adopted into a new family. I wasn't in a, my gang family no more. I was in a new family with brothers and sisters oh, in Christ wow. Amen. that accepted me for who I was, um, not for the things that I did, right? I was accepted mm -hmm. just because I believed in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I had great brothers in Christ while I was in prison that Thanks. were able to minister to me, mentor me, you know, help me oh, out. Because I was young, man. I mean, I was 17, 18, 19. I was a kid. I was still a baby. But I surrounded myself with godly people. And I think that is so important um, when you're going through storms, when you're going mm -hmm. through stuff that's so overwhelming um, yes. and you have the noise that goes with the chaos and all around mm -hmm. you is just chaos. You want to make sure that you hear that still small voice from the Lord. 
And you hear that voice when you're in prayer, when you're in worship, and when you're in right. the Bible. Amen. And then the other thing is, is surround yourself with godly people, people that you see are changed. They're different. Mm. They're not like everybody else. They have this peace that's on them, this joy that's in them. They have <laughs> this goodness in them. You see the fruit of the spirit in them. Um, those are the people that you want to hang out with. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, my dad told me something long ago and I wish I would have listened to him, but I was stubborn, young and hard headed. And I didn't listen to my father um, at all. And then, uh, mm -hmm. but he said something to me as a young kid and I still didn't listen, but it resonates. He said something. He said, Shane, you are who you hang out with. Mm, that's great. He, he didn't like the friends that I chose to hang out with because we were drug dealing. We were, you know, just toting around guns, drugs, 40s, and just doing bad, bad stuff. And the people that I hung out with lived that lifestyle. And because they lived that lifestyle and I hung out with them, that became my lifestyle. And so if you oh. want to live as a Christian, you hang out with Christians. That's it. That That's just what mm -hmm. it is. You start hanging out with Christians. You start reading your Bible. Guess what? You start speaking Bible. You start thinking Bible, right? <laughs> Amen. And that's just how God works. The more you put into him, the more he puts into you. And so when you're willing to listen to the Lord and study the word Amen. and read the Bible, go to church, sign up mm -hmm. for a Bible study, do programmings, you know, whatever you can to get involved, Amen. do those things. Small groups are so important um, when you're going through crisis. Okay. Um, whether that's a 12 step program or just a support group of any kind or a small group in your church, or if you're uh, in prison, a program, where you're involved with other believers in Christ, uh, where you guys can disciple each other, mentor each other. That's so important to be around people that can really help you out. It's dangerous to be around uh, non-believers um, when you're going through the storm uh, because they can tell you stuff that you probably don't need to hear, you know. I think it's important to listen to the voice of God. That kind of goes along with what you're saying. Um, I mean, even with Christians, even if it's good or bad people, I was going to say, but especially surrounding yourself with good people. I wrote that down. A good point. <laughs> Excuse me. But some are Christians and they might speak into your life. <clears throat> and um, I mean, smile pretty. Some of them have said quite a bit to me, not really as much this year, but the last four or five years. I mean, a lot of stuff like that. And um, anyway, I'm going to get back to the focus here. Speaking of, I literally have to tell myself that when I um, not just like radio interviews, but sometimes with my life, there's so many things I handle. I handle some things with business, too. It has nothing to do with music. <laughs> and so I have to kind of bring myself, whether I'm in my car or in public, and I bring myself back to, <clears throat> OK, this is what you got to do. Um, and anyway, so that also reminds me of the people to listen to the voice of God. Mm. And if we are constantly, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to agree, constantly on the phone, texting, Facebook, Twitter, which I'm not on there that much, but, and um, I mean, just anything, a phone calls, talking with people in the house. Um, I discovered, uh, let me go and throw that out there with the trauma that, um, besides the spiritual principle, that got me more stressed. Uh, how can I really rest in the Lord and calm down if there's a lot going on um, besides what I'm already dealing with or maybe legal? I've got young children. I'm going, oh, God, no, it's just too much. So um, I guess I could say this. I think we have ability to control some things that we're doing. Yeah. And that includes what we're thinking on. Yeah. God helping, I'm saying God helping us because the thought life. Okay, so I'm going back and kind of going backwards here. So the people to God, to focusing on him, 
and draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to you. I was thinking of that verse when you were sharing. And definitely not letting everyone just, well, not it's not just talking, how are you doing and hanging out. I mean, actually people who want to speak to you, like words like that, you should be doing this. Okay, anytime anyone has said that to me in the last four, five, six, seven years, a lot of people, I now, if they say it now, including people in music and the music career, I'm going to really be like, ding, ding, ding. What do they want to tell me? <laughs> and either, um, you know, discern the spirit. Are they really trying to help me? Are they trying to criticize me? Are they trying to be bossy? You know, I think I analyze too much. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm going to put it like this. I'm, I am very much have uh, triggers. Okay. And I, and I very aware what some of them are. I don't know if you want me to share any. And one, one thing I'm going to say on top of the triggers is not allowing people to have that much access to me. And I feel God saying that. And that, and, oh, and by the way, some family doesn't, I mean, they're welcome to call or text me. It doesn't mean I'm going to go have lunch with them, uh, which not really many people want to um, anyway, but the, the family, we won't get into that this evening, but the family has a lot of um, things have happened the last couple of years in two sides of the family. So there's some very strained relationships, and some of them say they're Christian, of course. So um, I'm bringing all this to say the right people allowing what comes into your life, and then this negative stuff has got to go. Yeah. Because boundaries. I'll be real blunt with you. It was horrible. Yeah. Boundaries. You know. Yeah, there you go. Another aspect is boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, we're covering a lot. Maybe I'm bringing up too many topics, but I'm just thinking of... <laughs> I was around a whole lot of negative between 2016 and 2020. It was not good. Mm. It was certainly not helping me get better. And I hate to be like this where you go X out of your life, but the Holy Spirit showed me that on top of some sermons I've heard. <laughs> I mean, it's important to have good friendships too. I understand. And there's Bible principles like David and Jonathan, and there's a whole lot of Bible principles here. But then I think the next, the other end of the spectrum would be what type of people are you going to allow around you or in your home, you, you know, or, or, or like you should be doing this, Kimberly. I mean, I've actually had many, and they're all Christians, many, many mothers, especially the Christian ladies, like who's watching your children when you're doing that, you know, they're very interested in where my kids are. Well, that's great. Cause most of the time they were with me last year. I homeschooled, I homeschooled them last year. And yes, they've been with me on some of the music and ministry I do. Not all of it, but some of it. Yeah. Say what? If I had a dollar for every uh, <clears throat> that I've talked to um, that said I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, I'd be a millionaire. Uh, because <laughs> most of the people that get incarcerated uh, in jail mm -hmm. and prison, um, they're hanging out with the wrong people and they get themselves in trouble. So we have to understand that there's consequences to the decisions and choices that we make. And it all starts with a thought. Mm -hmm. The thought becomes an action. And then that action has a reaction. So uh, everything That's you good. do, there's a consequence <clears throat> to that, whether it's a negative consequence or a positive consequence there is a consequence to the things that we do. That's why it's so important to think out before you act out. Um, and That's when good. negative thoughts come to your mind, um, particularly like maybe depression and you say, well, I'm not good enough to do this, or I just can't deal with this anymore because it's mm -hmm. too much. You know, when those types of thoughts happen, they dictate your actions and you'll have a bad day where what we need to do is really focus on the positive things um, in our lives and try to overcome the negative with positive. And so I, what I do is I just use scripture. That's good. When I don't understand things, I just say my favorite wow. scripture. It's my life verse. It's Proverbs um three five and six trust in the lord with all my heart and lean Amen. not on my own understanding 
acknowledge him in all thy way and he will direct thy path. I have to rely on him. I have to trust him. You know, the reason why you have fear, if you're mm-hmm. struggling with fear, it's because you're not having enough faith in God. Um, that's the ultimate root to fear. Mm. If you trust in the Lord, he will take your fear away. Fear is Amen. assuming that something bad's going to happen. And most of the time, nine times out of 10, it doesn't even happen anyways. So I do want to ask you because um, you are a singer, a songwriter and speaker, and you've shared some really great stuff on this podcast so far. Some great principles, some right. some some Bible truths um, based on your experience and, you know, growing mm-hmm. up in the church and uh, going yes. to Bible college and, you know, processing pain in your own life and being mm-hmm. traumatized and abandoned and abused and neglected mm-hmm. and on and on and on. You have went through some very difficult seasons in your life and I don't even know you that well and I know you have been through a lot and Um, some more than that even but yes (laughs) yes yes. and but what I like Um, so far of what you've shared is that mm -hmm. you've turned to God in the midst of your problems in the midst of the pain in the midst of the confusion and the chaos and the stress the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, you went to God. And I think that's the greatest, greatest um, decision that you can make is turning to God. Um, So I do want to ask you, because you've written many songs and you've recorded songs and I've listened to your music on YouTube and I've watched some of your interviews, uh, radio interviews and things like that. And uh, um, music music is such an important piece of my own personal recovery. Um, I allow music um, to really minister to me. And I love music. I love lyrics because words are so powerful. And I love to worship. I love to listen to music. My favorite music is, um, I love Christian rap music, um, but I do listen to a lot of Mm -hmm. contemporary Christian um, music. We have Joy FM radio here. We have 95.5 Boost here in St. Louis. Um, but I do spend a lot of my time listening to music because it really okay. speaks to me. <clears throat> so I, I love songs. I love music. Um, and I mu- you must also if you're a singer and writer. Oh, yes. I've been playing the piano since I was about eight or nine. Wow. And I actually didn't just play. I had teachers i had about eight teach go ahead go ahead and laugh not many people say they had four or five teachers i had eight <laughs> of course that was some in college that was my minor was in music but wow. um so yeah i guess at some point i could talk about that because number one i never want to miscredit god because without him you know i'm gonna give god credit right now give the lord some glory god says without me ye are nothing mm. and so that's a very huge principle right there yeah okay i don't care if this is a pastor or a doctor or a musician um i give god the credit but yes i do love music and that is one of the reasons i do believe i'm alive and i'm very serious i do believe that's one of the reasons why i got better like Mm. i say it's all i mean of course it's god and bible he gets the ultimate credit but i'm saying it's part of my journey and I'm going to use the healing word because I'm going to go and talk about my song, Letting Go. I hope you heard that one. Mm-hmm. If not, I'll have to send it to you. Okay. I okay. Did. Okay. Because I was about to mention it five or 10 minutes ago. I was like, no, wait. Yeah. Because that's the one that um, I started writing about five years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was about five and a half years ago. And that was right when stuff was really starting to happen. Wow. So we're talking about 2018 like the middle of 2018. Um, But yeah, the reason I wrote Letting Go, I'd love to share that real quick, at least a little bit about it. And the main reason I wrote it, there's a lot of reasons, but the main reason it's talking about letting go of your hurts and letting go of pains and the things we've already talked about tonight. 
Um, it's letting go. I'm going to say for me, it was emotionally of, of things I have no control over. Absolutely nothing, but, but prayer. So there was a lot of people who hurt me along the way. And I don't mean just, oh, like a supervisor that was mean, or my ex-husband was verbal or yeah, Th this is part of my journey where I had to, when I say literally, I mean, I actually picked up the phone and some of them might've been a letter in the mail, not many letters. I probably had to forgive, I'm going to give you a number, at least 20 or 25 people. Right now, there's probably about 40. Okay. And usually you think, oh, it's just two or three people offended you, like your neighbor, your mom, or your ex-wife. Oh, no, this was a whole bunch of people. And that was some of the trauma right there when um, back five, six years ago, and even some was like three years ago. And so the reason I'm getting all that right now is because letting go was really written for me emotionally. And then, of course, number one is spiritually. Number two is emotionally. Mm. Um, well, there's like an absolute mess going on. <laughs> I'm going to call it a mess. So. Yeah, that's awesome that you're able to take in the experiences and the pains and the hurts from your life and somehow create a song out of it like to me that's beautiful like it's a part of your past but then it speaks to what you've done with it you know and how you've had to let it go and I think uh, one of the hardest things to do in recovery whether it's recovering from trauma or recovering from abuse recovering from a bad mm -hmm. relationship recovering from divorce recovering from drugs alcohol um yes I think the most important piece in recovery is this forgiveness. Um, mm, and we talk a lot about this in Celebrate Recovery. We talk a lot about um, the 12 <laughs> steps. And, and, and one of those steps is being able to forgive those people that hurt you. Mm -hmm. But there's three mm -hmm. parts about forgiveness when you're letting go. Like one is you forgive those people that hurt you. It's it's in the Bible. Um, it, you know, Jesus says that we need to forgive, right? Um, he says, mm -hmm. pray for your enemies, right? But you also have to learn to forgive yourself. I know when I got mm -hmm. saved, I was on fire for the Lord. I was going to get out of prison. I was going to serve in ministry. I was going to do some awesome things for the Lord, you know, went into a few churches here and there. And oh, I wow. struggled when I got out of prison and I ended up relapsing, going back. And let me tell you, when I went back to prison, several times I went back, but um, I went through a lot of depression and I really had to pick up the pieces and forgive myself for my past, forgive myself for my failures, forgive myself for my sins, because, you know, I had let myself down, I had let my parents down, but I had also let my daughter down. Um, because now I'm incarcerated, and my daughter's out on the streets, and I'm not there for her. So I had to work through all that. And then the last piece is forgiveness from God, mm -hmm. believing that God can forgive you for your past. And I just want you to know that you will Amen. be forgiven for your sins when you confess um, and repent of your sins to the Lord and you ask him to come into your life. He will forgive you. He will show his mercy and his love. He showed his mercy by allowing Jesus Christ, his only son to die on the cross for our sins, for the sins of the world. Literally the name of Jesus means to save. He, he came to save. He came to save the whole world. And that's God showing his love and grace. And I had to accept that God forgives me. I have to forgive me. But if I accept God's forgiveness, I can't be a hypocrite. I got to forgive the people that hurt me, the people that did me wrong. Yeah. And then also there's amends, you know, and I think, writing that song was also a way of making amends because you're letting go, but you're also processing the letting go and you're turning it into music, which is beautiful. I love that. Thank you. And I definitely say thank the Lord for that. 
um, because some of the stuff I've written is just poems and poetry, and it probably won't even be a song, but it could be, never know. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I need it. Actually, I'd like to mention every moment. I was like, speaking of poetry, that's the reason why that's a song, besides besides that the Lord. Um, so I talked about letting go, but every moment was written about the same year, within a year of it, but actually before. So let me think which order. So I recorded nine and the two or three I'm definitely going to mention is every moment, the one I said, letting go and just want to be free at the end, at least those three. I don't want to get all of them unless you want to hear all. But um, the main three, because I remember I can still think about where I was and what was going on and kind of the reason why I wrote it. But every moment I was downright in depression. There was nothing pretty about that. It was. Mm. I mean, it's a really good song. I would admit I like it. A lot of people like every moment, but I went through the, the H word. I won't say it on here, but I went through some very fun, hard times. And Craig Groeschel says H yeah. double hockey stick. <laughs> but yes. Uh... Um. Well, like I said a minute ago, a mess of the life. I mean, I actually have thought and have started writing one about mess of your life because someone actually said that to me. And that is not something you need to hear when you're going through enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I hope, I, God help me. I hope I never say something like that to someone about a mess of your life because that's not. And even if they have, um, I, I feel God saying this, let me say it. Cause any prisoner, anyone or a mother or anyone who's been abused, um, if anyone has spoken into their life, because I want to say this before I even talk more about this song, if God leads me to say something on my heart and I need to say it, I will. If not, I won't. But and this include, includes if I'm witnessing to someone like homeless people or it could be someone I know. Um, just being careful, you know, what you allow in, to enter your life, like. I know some people think this is rude, but I have a friend who's an apostle and he's very close to the Lord. And about three years ago, he told me some things he would, he says, I'm like, well, and I, and I actually have done this by the way. Um, and so a people or even a Christian or anyone may start to say something to me that I don't feel like it's of the Lord. I mean, maybe, but maybe not. I'm going to go to say, you know, um, just, you know, you're done talking. I actually have said that to a few people and they're looking at you like, that's kind of rude. I'd rather go ahead and them think I'm rude. Say you're done talking or don't say that to me or no, I don't receive that. than have someone almost put a word curse. Now, some Christians don't believe in that, but I do. Okay. Cause that's a whole nother topic, but I will not allow people, if I can help it, if they're around me to go ahead and say things to me and, and see, that was part of the trauma I had. I'm going back then back then meaning four or five six years ago so anyway so every moment is written from complete depression and people saying stuff and things happening and the foreclosure in the home i mean on and on and so i started rhyming these words and i'll go ahead and mention a few words like um every tear or every time it wasn't fair and a lot of well first of all life isn't fair for anybody we all know that well, the words sounded pretty and they were rhyming. Um, no, I didn't use the word beer. Some people think that's fine. I'm like, no, no, that's not what I'm writing. No, no, that's not what God has me doing. And I'm not going to get God upset with me. <laughs> what, no matter what I'm speaking or writing or singing. Um, so I'm going to put that out there. But anyway, so it came from a poem, a nice poem. And one of my family members, he wrote one line, but that was it. I mean, he gave me, like, maybe you should use this word. So within about six months or eight months, I was like, maybe this needs to be a song. And that's where this one was recorded. Every moment was done in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina at a studio there. And by the way, as far as I know, he's not a Christian and still is not. So how would God have um, some some non-believers in studios, which has happened in three, three states, at least three studios. So, so how God would allow someone, as far as I know, they're not a believer to help me get a Christian type faith based song. I don't know, but God, God did it. So <laughs> every moment's played on probably about 7,000 radio stations. So I would say some people like it and I've gotten good feedback on it. Wow. That's incredible. And it's been out about four years. So, so how can listeners um, and 
um, on on here listen to your music? Okay, well, pretty much anywhere. Um, they're all on Amazon. They're on Spotify. I have a YouTube channel. Let's see what else. Um, Deezer, all these outlets. There's a lot of them. They can. Some people have downloads on their phone, as you know. Nice. Um, let's see the YouTube. Spotify, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, Spotify, Apple Music, I'm sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, Apple. So you're mm -hmm. on all streaming mm -hmm. platforms yeah. then. Okay. Yeah, you guys, you guys have to go check out Kimberly Ward mm -hmm. and her music mm -hmm. and her songs that she wrote. Um, During the hard times. Meetings, <laughs> you know, going through some stuff, you know. What's the latest song that you've came out with? When, when When's the last recording that you've released? Well, there's one right now that is going to be brand new because it's not even finished yet. It's called Set Me Free. So I'm Set not going to say free. a whole lot about it because I believe that warfare has been pretty strong this year. But um, based That's an on understatement. <laughs> warfare has been really strong. I'll say that yeah, again. Um, I'm telling you, it's, it's not a laughing matter, but I'm telling you, I know, I know, I know, we I know. have been yeah. going through right, it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll be glad when 2023 is over. Like, can we just start over? Let's just do a do-over. Like, so I'm hoping 2024 is much better. But it's called Set Me Free. And um, I've written mm. a couple now with the theme of freedom. I'm just want to be free. It's been out about three years. And that's also on the YouTube and Amazon and all that and Apple. But I'm really excited about Set Me Free. Set Me Free. Because um, it's a concept that we all need to have. And especially me talking to myself here and um in the last four years i literally have tried to get this done in a studio um at least four or five times so that's wow. when i said the warfare i'm like mm, let me not quite finish until it's over and mm. i won't say it's november december january because i don't know but i pray it'll be soon so because the painting, letting go the painting shout out to renee oh. um oh. for painting this but the like picture that. is a woman and she's holding her hands like this oh, and the yeah. chains have been broken off of her and she has been set free and Jesus is right there and he's bent down and he's drawing in the sand and he's drawing a heart. But this is from the story in the Bible where G where the, the woman is brought before um, the group of people and they're wanting to kill her. They're wanting to stone her. And Jesus says, you know, though you without sin cast the first stone and everybody mm -hmm. left the room, everybody left. And it was just Jesus and this woman and this woman experienced a supernatural experience of love, grace and mercy from Jesus Christ. And Jesus set her free. And that's amazing because the song that um, you're working on right now. Uh, so I just had to mention that. So it's super cool. Oh, well, that's great. It goes like right along with the song. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Well, I do want to thank you for the time that you've came on and to talk to uh, me today and for our listeners. Um, I hope that you're blessed by hearing what she's had to say, the Bible principles that she's shared uh, for her own experiences and how music has um, touched her own life. Um, but I do want to share with you that if you're if you're, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to ask you to just say a prayer to God and ask him to come into your life. A simple prayer for me, the moment that I went into this jail cell faced with 30 years in prison, it was just me and God in this room in a Bible. And I opened up this Bible and I turned right to John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God wants you to have eternal life, but he wants you to have a personal relationship with him. And Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. So Amen. it's up to you. All you have to do to receive the gospel is repent. Repent of your sins, repent of any wickedness in your life, and ask God to take that 
sin and to teach you to live for him, teach him new thoughts, new actions, right? A new will, not your will, but his will be done, right? And so God is 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 coming after you right now and he wants you to be a part of him and his kingdom so i just urge you to pray i urge you to seek after the lord and if you need to reach out to me you can email me at shaneblackledge at gmail.com um kingdom minded shane is on tiktok instagram facebook you can follow me on there um cultivate church um you can join us um in church service live uh, on Sundays, or you can also watch on my YouTube channel. Uh, we are Cultivate Church. Uh, we go live at 9:45 um, every Sunday morning. So, uh, again, Kimberly, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, I've been blessed to hear what you've had to share, and uh, again, I just want to thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed being here and part of this wonderful—I must say—ministry and broadcasts.